I'm Kaylee Arrett, and you're listening to episode six of Me When I'm Free. Who is this me when I'm free? And why does it even matter? This is the question that has spurred me on for years now. It's led me down some dark roads of healing and up joyful mountains of calling. And to this moment, right now, still on the journey and inviting you to join me. If it really is true that the glory of God is man or woman fully alive, then it would appear that God would want this even more than we do. But why? Why is this important to him? Doesn't he have more important things to attend to than whether or not we know ourselves and what we have to bring to the world? These are some of the questions I want us to explore together each week through a simple story, a few moments of reflection, and space to pray. Join me, friend. The following months felt like a significant shift after the Lectio retreat that I shared in the last episode. The image of God's love for me had sunk into my soul in ways I had not known before. Rich Velotis writes in his book, The Deeply Formed Life, the beauty of Christian spirituality is that the God we are in relationship with is for us in Christ. Like the father in the prodigal son's story, God is waiting with his eyes looking for us in the distance. He is waiting to embrace us. This image might take some getting used to, but it's one we need to remind ourselves of constantly. God just wants us home. I began to believe that the pain of the recent months had actually been a gift, an invitation to turn toward home. I began to wonder how else the spirit was active in my story, if this was true. Where else was he wooing me? There's a scene from the movie Hook about Peter Pan and the Lost Boys that speaks to my experience in the coming months. In the movie, Peter has returned to Neverland as a grown man, and no one recognizes him. They had lost him and did not dare believe he would return. Over time in the movie, the boys begin to wonder if it might be him, but they're afraid to hope. In one scene, one of the lost boys, still unconvinced, approaches Peter and gently holds his face. He begins to press and prod, trying to determine if it really could be true that this is his long-lost companion. He pushes back the hair from Peter's eyes and presses back his cheeks, revealing his old, familiar smile. In that moment, the light comes on and the boy whispers, Oh, there you are, Peter. The lost boys all cheer. 
Peter has returned. Shortly after the Lectio retreat, my friend Christine invited me and a few other women to join something that she called group spiritual direction. It was a new concept to me, but sounded intriguing. She described it as a group of equals seeking to journey together towards transformation, listening to God and one another. I jumped at the opportunity, marveling at the timing of such a good gift. In our first gathering, we practiced Lectio Divina around the Emmaus Road passage in Luke 24, where Jesus appears to the two men after his resurrection, but they do not recognize him as they walk along the road together. Jesus, the man whom they had fallen in love with, had been violently torn from their presence just days prior. They were in despair, lost, hopeless. They walked the road that day, heads down, desolate, aching to understand why the one sent to redeem their story was gone. In one evil afternoon, all hope became lost. They walked toward Emmaus, reliving the agony of the previous three days, engrossed in their pain. The man who joined them as they walked asked them what they were discussing. They stopped, stood still, faces downcast. How could he not know? Everyone in Jerusalem knew about Jesus of Nazareth. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Had hoped. If there is a more devastating phrase in the English language, I do not know it. They spoke their pain, and their conversation took an unexpected turn. This stranger began to teach them, pulling from all of the law and the prophets, that the Messiah had to suffer all these things to enter into glory. They were captivated. They begged him to stay with them that evening. He agreed. Then, that beautiful moment when time stands still and the veil is lifted, he breaks the bread. Their eyes are opened and they discover that it was Jesus with them all along. And just as suddenly, he is gone. But in that single moment, everything changes. As we sat in the silence of this ancient practice, the emotion welled as Christine asked, where do you find yourself in this story? I knew immediately I was fresh from a season of had hoped, questioning where Jesus was in my story. And yet there was the longing and the rumors of Christ's resurrection. And now in this moment on Christine's couch, surrounded by a handful of women who up until now were only a small piece to my story, I sensed his presence. Just like the two men who did not even recognize him until they felt the familiar glow of his presence through the gift offered to them of communion, I felt my heart burn within me. And in that moment, I knew not only that Jesus was here in this place, but had been on the road with me all along the way, even though I did not recognize him. I immediately imagined the scene from the movie Hook, 
But instead of the lost boy, it was me standing in front of Jesus, hands on his face, seeing his old familiar smile and whispering, oh, there you are, Jesus. Like pieces to a puzzle not yet completed, I could see how my experiences of doubt and pain may have appeared to have no purpose or part in my story. Alone, they appeared to be simply broken, useless. Together, they were creating God's masterpiece. And if this was true, I began to wonder what masterpiece God was creating. My recent experience in the counseling office had opened my eyes to my brokenness in new ways. It was a brokenness that had allowed me to picture myself as the prodigal son returning to a loving father. But could I dare hope that brokenness was not the end of the story? Could this longing for wholeness actually be the father's plan all along? Madeline Langle writes in her book, Walking on Water, Faith consists in the awareness that I am more than I know. Such awareness came to the prodigal son when he realized that he was more than a starving swineherd. What led him home was his becoming aware that he was also his father's son. Yet his awareness of sonship was enough to make him journey homewards. The journey homewards, coming home. That's what it's all about, the journey to the coming of the kingdom. And so began my dreaming about my place in this kingdom. Just like the two men, this moment with Jesus had changed everything. And so today, friend, I leave you with these questions and some space to reflect. If it's helpful, I invite you to grab a journal to jot these thoughts down and ponder them throughout the week. Question one, where do you find yourself in the Emmaus Road story? Do you see yourself walking in the tension of wondering how Jesus will redeem this season? Or possibly like I was, you feel unaware of Jesus' presence in your actual story. Maybe you feel as though he's disappeared and you're wondering when he will return. Take a moment to reflect on this passage in Luke 24 and just notice what resonates with you. And question two, do you remember a time when your heart burned within you with joy or peace? or gratitude? What would it be like to sit with that memory and imagine Jesus with you in that moment, experiencing your joy with you? Then would you take a moment to reflect with me and maybe even journal Luke 24, 30 through 32. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. 
They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, would you give us eyes to see where you are in our story? Sometimes it's hard to see you there. It's in your strong name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Me When I'm Free. I hope you'll continue to join me on this journey toward wholeness. I'd love a traveling companion. My hope is that you'll see yourself in these stories that I share here. And if nothing else, you'll feel less alone. If you'd like to connect throughout the week, you can find me at Kaylee Arrett on Facebook and Instagram or at KayleeArrett.com. And if you haven't yet, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast and I'd be delighted if you left a review. Thanks for listening, friend. Let's meet back here next week.